You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Come get some. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Andrew Goldfarb, Scoop. Jared Petty, Sam Claiborne, and Absentia Scoop! Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got a gross show for you this week. We're going to be talking a little bit more about the Nintendo Switch. We're going to be talking a little bit about that Skyrim Special Edition coming mm-hmm. out this Friday. But first! Whoa! Red Ooh. Dead Redemption 2 revealed last week, right? It was just a week ago? Yep. Please don't kick the furniture, Jared. <laughs> it's a very valuable table. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's uh, precious. It's a member of the cast. Red Dead Redemption 2 revealed last week, and we've got another one of those crazy fan theories. The oh. Theories that uh, we know. No, we all know and it's love. It's my favorite kind of fan yeah. theory. Ben Affleck isn't actually Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, man, that one was oh. so good. I wish that one was true. Where the Batman v Superman yeah. is because it was the fifth movie in the series. <laughs> This one comes from Robert, uh, and he has a, a theory about the uh, release window for Red Dead Redemption 2, which is supposedly mm. fall 2017. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. says, so, Rockstar released a less than exhilarating trailer last week, mm. announcing a Red Dead Redemption 2 to be released fall 2017, a whole year in advance. Seems a little exhausting on fans and does little to entice anyone new, supposedly. Now, to the point, this had me speculating. What if? Rockstar is pulling the ultimate move, announcing the game to be released deliberately later than intended, only to surprise release it for summer 17. What would be your immediate reaction to this? And do you think such a move could be a slam dunk? You heard it from me first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate the creative thinking. I don't think that's going to happen. Robert. Robert, yeah, I appreciate your enthusiasm, Robert. 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Every retailer would be so mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, so they had to line this up with retailers. Sega yeah. did something like this in 1995 when they sort launched of. the Saturn. They yeah. they stealth. They're like they're at E3 and they're like the Sega Saturn. It's coming out in a couple of months. We've been talking. Oh wait, no, it's in stores right now, but only select retailers. Walmart, you're not one of them. That'll be good for our relationship. Well, yeah, no, they're still. They're not going to do that. It's a year ahead. This is this is not out of line at all. We've had yeah. plenty of plenty of announcements this early or much earlier. Rockstar can take their time. They have the scale in, in, in their marketplace to do what they want. They sold approximately six copies of Grand Theft Auto V for every man, woman, and child on Earth already. That math checks out. Yeah, yep. and and I mean, they, they really, you know, it's, it's one of the best-selling video games in the history of the universe. It was one of the best-selling video games last month. Yeah, seriously. So, no. GTA V was out uh, September 2013, yeah. right? Yeah. And when it, when it was revealed, was it a year ago? Ahead? Well, it was it, delayed. It too. was delayed. Yeah, I think that's pretty right. much every recent Rockstar game has been at least slightly delayed. So that's what I think is going on. I think Red Dead Redemption Two is probably almost done, or in their minds, like this game's almost done. We think it'll be ready in the spring. We think it'll be ready in the summer. But maybe they've learned from their previous history, yeah. and they just say, "Look, even though you know our own internal milestones or whatever put the game being finished in the summer." We know how we work, we know our games are big and complex, so rather than announce a re release date and then delay it, I think they gave themselves so much padding. I feel like that's yeah. why they waited so long, because yeah. like the, the rumors about Red Dead 2 have been going on years. for like years, and so yeah, I think at this point, like I'm hoping they finally learn from it. Also, with the marketing of this game, like they're airing TV spots during like yeah. Sunday Night Football and during. Oh, are they like, already airing TV? Yeah, spots? yeah it's like oh. all, it, not only just airing TV spots, but during like major sporting events, yeah. and so and like during The Walking Dead, like there have been a ton on TV. So I feel like yeah. they're trying if to they're grow. trying to make it mainstream, they definitely don't want to delay. Like, oh, exactly right. They want they're, to they're, fall. they're growing Red Dead. I mean, Red Dead was a massive hit and a huge, you know, critical success. One of the best games ever made. Uh, a lot of people kind of believe now, but it's not been a success. Like it's not a twenty million selling yep. Grand Theft Auto style franchise. So announce the game, launch trailers, there's probably gonna be a steady stream of information and, uh, and marketing uh, behind this game for the next 12 months, building up to what they hope will be another GTA size launch for them, I think. Yeah. Now I yeah. will say when they were teasing it last week, I expected summer. I did think they were gonna do like the six month kind of, like I didn't think they would be this fall because that would be insane. If it's fall, I guess it could be another September release, right? Yeah. Fall I now. wish somebody, yeah, it'll, it'll never happen for a variety of reasons, but I, like one of my uh, dreams or, that I hope happens with, in my time where I cover the video game industry is that just one day you reload the Steam store, it just says Half-Life 3, 60 bucks. Yeah. yeah. I think Buy that's it, not play impossible. It. No, no, they could <laughs> yeah. do that one day. I, yeah. Just we wake up and it happens. It would, it would that would be, be such bad news for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, it would be a joke of Kojima-esque proportions. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, nobody has pulled a Metal Gear Solid 2 since Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> that would be Truly beautiful. Just you yeah. just wake well, up. And, what was the Metal Gear Solid 2? Oh, that, just well. the fact that Metal Gear Solid 2's marketing campaign in the United States sold a very different experience mm -hmm. than what fell into players' hands. You, that you, was a game about misinformation, and yeah. its marketing campaign, in a very metal way, reflected that. You're getting a game about this. No, actually, it's about this, which was also the theme of the game. It was, I think, it was uh, Scott Sharkey who said it was a joke of Andy Kaufman-esque proportions. Wow. Uh, very appropriate, and and I, I agree with that sentiment. Nobody's really done anything like that since. So yes, Half-Life Three on Steam. Do it. I'll take it, please. Yeah. The, other, the other thing about this is, uh, is something like this possible, Robert? Yeah, it's possible, but it becomes less possible the more time that passes. You know, like retailers. 
need the heads up and need to get the little cardboard displays and uh, the business relationships fall into place and the shipping, you know, the pre-orders fall into place. And well, also financially, like fiscal yeah. calendar wise, like that yeah. would put it in a different quarter. So like investors yeah. would yeah. need to know about it ahead of time. So if they were to surprise launch it early, uh, they, you know, there'd be too many signals for them to be able to do it completely, completely stealthily. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that nothing, it, it's so rare now to have something not leak. Yeah. Like, I mean, because, like, even, like, like we all knew this was coming eventually. I don't think yeah. it's a surprise to anyone that Reddit's being made. Uh, I do think it's interesting that, like, the timing of it didn't get out. Because, yeah. yeah, like, there's so many times that we find out about games from, like, a poster at GameStop. Like, that was, like, the big uh, Final Fantasy 15 delay. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that stuff tends to come from the retail chain because they have to let them know early. Well, it's, like, the way that games work, like, the vast majority, almost all the voice acting was probably recorded 18 months to two years ago. I mean, we don't know. That's a guess on my part. But it happens early-ish in the process. All those actors, all those contractors, all those people that, I mean, if that game's been in development for five-plus years, how much turnover has there been on the staff, people that have left, yeah. you know, and don't work there anymore? It's unbelievable. That's, that's why I don't know if you've been following the, the voice actor strike, but I was reading up on that, and apparently, like, very, very often, actors don't even know what game yep. they're working mm-hmm. on. Well, they're recording... You know, very far out, very early ahead of time, and they're not even told what the game is for fear of that leaking out. Yeah, I wow. mean, I, and I suppose if they follow the games industry, they could put AMD yeah, together, maybe, but, but it's still like, can don't. you imagine? Like, yeah. it sounds terrible. It's weird that like not a ton is leaked. Like, I guess Three Dog, the guy who plays Three Dog in Fallout, yeah. kind of outed Fallout Four, but like beyond well, that, I don't remember a lot of big voice. No, actors. they they knew we knew about Boston. Um, I think because people had seen Bethesda filming and, and oh, that's right, and, uh, yeah. and taking photos of the city years. Ago. Yeah, and then Kotaku got the script pages, but that was like six months later. It's also I'm a little ambivalent. Like on the one hand, that really sucks. Like what you don't want to have something sneak out that way. But on the other hand, knowing oh the next Fallout's probably in Boston based off this leak, it's like well okay, see you in three years where that means <laughs> something to me. Like I, I don't know how I feel yeah. about stuff like that. It's an interesting theory, Robert, uh, but I would wager that Rockstar is being upfront about their plans to release Red Dead Redemption 2 in fall 2017. Moving on to Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. This week we've got a few more details. Uh, we learned it is not backwards compatible with physical 3DS or Wii U games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My question to you guys is, do you care? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I have my 3DS still. It's a contemporary supported platform, so I'm not particularly worried about that. If they drop support for 3DS in the wake of this, I might get grumpier about it, but not much because it's not like it's hard to buy a 3DS. It's an inexpensive, durable, capable system, especially in its 2DS iteration. Um, yeah. So that's fine by me. And as for Wii U backward compatibility, uh, there are a handful of Wii U games that I love, but I didn't want to see them handcuffed to that weird proprietary legacy hardware format that went into the Wii U. Mm -hmm. So in this case, while I'm usually very concerned about backward compatibility, I'm willing to give them a pass because of those unique hardware situations. And we should also clarify one of the things they said alongside this was that the system doesn't allow you to use the tablet and the TV at the same time. So you don't even have like that second screen functionality. Yeah, like, they're completely. Have, that's been like yeah. the the sort of unstated story is that two screen gaming is kind of dead. Like it mm-hmm. had its era and it's ending next March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I you know what I I don't really care that I kind of agree with Jared at least as far as the physical stuff. Um, and and even in terms of Wii U and 3DS games, I it really bums me out that this is. I'm assuming, and we don't know obviously, but I'm assuming it's going to be the third generation in a row where these. Nintendo games I bought digitally yeah. are not going to transfer over, and I'm going to end up buying them again on Virtual Console. Yeah, it's insane. And like, it's my own fault for spending the money over and over again. But like, I just, I, I'm hoping this is finally the time they get the unified account stuff right, so that whatever they do after the Switch someday, like, I hope your digital library finally stays with you. That's going to be the, scary uh, for Nintendo, though, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm actually going to miss my Wii backwards compatibility library more than my Wii U. I mean, there have been a handful of really wonderful Wii U games that I've enjoyed, Super Mario Maker in particular. But I actually am going to have to probably keep my Wii U plugged in because I still get my Wii games out every now and then and play them. And mm. uh, that's going to be more of a, a, of a punch in the gut, I think, than the Wii U because it's a larger, more robust library of games I actually still want to play. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, think we, we'll get some ports, too. Like, I, I really so. do. Like, that was the rumor. Like, leading oh, yeah, they'll it. all be available. There'll be a digital like, Wii U shop. and Well, not like even that. just that, but, like, literally natively for NX. Oh, like, yeah, like, do a Smash port and do a Splatoon sure. port. Well, they like never that. did, a, like, a Galaxy HD yeah, mm -hmm. version, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I would love to get finally get that. Yeah. Um, backwards compatibility is one of those features that uh, everyone says they really want, but then but then don't really use. Like people's people's outward, like how important is this to you? People say it's very important, but then that doesn't match up with. Uh, they've done studies and stuff on like what do you use your console for? You know, Netflix, current gen games, last gen games, and. It, people don't use it. Like Jared is the exception. Like, yeah, I really am the exception. People, yeah. people want you know when the new generation comes out and you have uh, like when the X when the PS4 is no longer the thing when the PS5 is coming out, like it doesn't take you long at all to not care about those PS4 games anymore. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. care about all my PS3 games are in a closet and like I don't really care that much about them anymore. Yeah, like um, it's nice that they added uh, backwards compatibility to the Xbox One. Yeah, but sometimes but they did I, it in such a smart way. They did, and it's cool. And I look sometimes I look at my games that are like available. To Download, but I'm like, nah, no, nah, I've already. Yeah, I also and them being available to download makes me say, yeah, sure. Like I downloaded a kingdom for Keflings, just yeah, I'm like, sure, why not? But I'm never gonna. I mean, that was a digital like, game, but I'm never gonna. Game I'm never gonna dig that game out of my closet. But oh, when yeah. I see it in front of me in my game library, <clears throat> like I'm much more likely to download and reinstall, you know, Clone and Clyde. Yeah. I feel like Microsoft didn't get enough credit for how consumer friendly that is, because like Microsoft could have done what Sony's doing and charged for that. Like they could have yeah. done. Like Sony is selling PS2 games on PS4, and you buy them, and they have trophies, yeah. and they're 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 upraised a little bit. But like, it, it's really cool that Microsoft is just like, hey, uh, those games that you have work, and yeah, like they're more over, and more keep they're, appearing. I, yeah. I keep up that list for IGN, and there's there's well over 250 backward compatible Xbox games now uh, that work on the Xbox One. And no is, mark of the ninja though, huh? No mark of the, no. There's several. That's it. I every week I'm checking for Radiant Silver Gun <laughs> and and uh, Guardian Heroes. When and those Catherine, two are on there, Catherine up there. Uh, Catherine be nice too. Yeah, and Mark of the Ninja. There's still some you know glaring emissions, which I'm scared about because a lot of these are live arcade games that I wonder if anybody's ever going to bother to do yeah. the backward compatibility support on. Yeah. And some of those are, that's. As much as I love uh, Xbox 360 Temple stuff, it was that Xbox Live Arcade stuff that, sure. that really drew yeah. me to the to the platform. Me too. And uh, I'd love to be able to play some of that stuff again. Yeah, with Switch, it's really interesting that like I assume they'll have some kind of like the kind of like they're doing now on Wii U. You can buy Wii games mm -hmm. uh, from Virtual Console. I assume some Wii U games will make their way either as like native like cartridges you can buy, or they'll have some kind of Virtual Console backwards compatibility. But like. Without a second screen, some Wii U games just straight up won't work. Yeah, and it's or not like a ton of them. Yeah, but motion it's, um, control games like Star Fox won't work. Um, you can't like Splatoon. Really, you can play without motion controls, but it super relies on them. Yep. Um, yeah, well, I wrote not bad about that. I'm uh, really Zombie U, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yeah, I, I'm glad Super Mario Maker's coming to 3DS because that at least will uh, that'll take some of the punch out of that because I think that's probably the one that's going to be most directly affected by yep. this. Uh, and it is, it, in my opinion, the best game on the platform. Uh, I'd really hate for that game to be lost to history. But apparently a lot of the sharing functionality is going to be lost in this version. And that worries me. It makes me a little sad. Yeah, the, the online stuff is a little limited. I mean, I, I think there were a lot of people uh, like Tom Phillips from Eurogamer and uh, Laura Kate Dale, Emily Rogers. Like There were people who nailed aspects of this console ahead of launch and they were right or ahead of uh, announcement, mm -hmm. and like 
they've been saying for a while that like Splatoon, Mario Maker, a couple others will get NX versions, and like that sounds right. Yeah, I mean they sh they featured Splatoon in their reveal video, right? Yeah, in Mario Kart too, in they seem to like they're probably not full new games, but maybe that's like in the NX version you get an extra mode or an extra. Well, game. I mean Spl yeah. Splatoon is kind of an uh, uh, that's a huge deal. They, uh, Nintendo made a new, ridiculously successful franchise on a ridiculously unsuccessful piece of hardware. I mean, the, the Splatoon is so much fun that it works despite the Wii U being a Frankensteinian nightmare in many ways. And, and, uh, <laughs> it's maybe a little harsh. Yeah. Oh, I, I love my Wii U, but it's, it's a yeah, mess, can... man. The thing's a mess. I, I love it, but oh, it's, it's oh, yeah, not, not okay. since the Saturn. Um, but anyway, uh, Splatoon... They're, they're going to ride that. I mean, that, that's that's going to be that's going to be a game that becomes a franchise for them. Splatoon is is one of the best things to happen in the last generation of gaming. Uh, I'm really offer, excited to see uh, Nintendo using new ideas like that. An yeah. upgrade program if you own the previous version. Like, can you get the can you get the NX version for like twenty or thirty bucks, or do you have to spend the sixty again? I mean, I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> like, honestly, I really do wonder what that'll mean because Club Nintendo died and they made this My yeah. Nintendo. Which does plug into Mitomo, and it does hopefully yeah. tie into whatever the account system will be on, on Switch, and yeah, like that's maybe why, they'll that's why DNA is on the is on the list. Of exactly. If history tells us anything, yeah, no, that's one of those like <laughs> that to me. That like is as big of a question to me as price and battery life. Is like what are they going to do with the account system? Because like I registered so many games that yeah. I bought over the years, and for Club Nintendo, like that's dead, that doesn't matter anymore, but like I'm hoping yeah. somehow the, the new system ties in. Yeah, I, I agree. I, my, I'm gonna go out on a limb on this. I really do think if I were them, it would be 250 and Mario would be in the box. Uh, I, I feel like wow. they need to garner some goodwill. No, I feel uh, like Mario can't possibly be a launch title. I don't think Mario will be in the box either. Okay. Put Mario in the box and it's 250. Oof. Yeah. I really wonder what the launch line is. Sounds great. No, I mean, selling Mario separately they know every single person that buys the console is going to buy Mario, and so that makes the con that stealthily makes the console fifty or sixty more dollars expensive than what the MSRP is. I think maybe what you get as a pack-in is what we're talking about, like those Wii U ports. Like maybe as a pack-in, you Mario can get Kart. Mario Kart and Splatoon. Uh, but again, I don't, I don't want yeah, I don't cool. want a port. I want something new. I want something to sell me on this sucker. And that, that, that's, that's all I need is Super Nintendo Remix. Yeah, oh, seriously. and then yeah. I'm so yep. happy. Yeah, That'd Super great, Nintendo yeah. Remix would be bodacious. Or Game Boy Remix. Cool. Any, any of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Virtual Boy Remix. Uh, <laughs> let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like SilverBullet79. Ooh, whoa. Watch out, oh. werewolves. <laughs> All right. He says, hi, Damon and Scoop team. Long time, first time. With Skyrim Special Edition coming out this week, all the focus seems to be on console mod support. While I do think that's a really cool feature, I feel like I'm one of the only ones who's still bothered by the lack of a save transfer feature for consoles. I've invested a significant amount of time into the 360 version of Skyrim. Mm -hmm. I'm still nowhere near completing it. I'd love to continue exploring this world on the Xbox One with its new visuals and features, but find myself not wanting to purchase this version of the game simply because I don't want to have to start everything over. At this point, I'd much rather have a backwards compatible Skyrim just so I can continue to play my save on the Xbox One with its console-specific features, but I know that's never coming. I hear some people say that a save transfer feature would be difficult to do seeing as how these two versions of the game exist on different generations of hardware. 
But it feels like Bethesda is dropping the ball, especially when you consider that the behemoth was able to successfully achieve this exact scenario with Castle Crashers. Really? I don't, I don't remember that happening. Well, and uh, full disclosure, I used to work at Gearbox, but while I was there, we launched Borderlands Enhancement Collection, and yeah. it does that within console families. I think the thing that's Xbox Xbox, never going to yeah. happen is going to be 360 yeah. PS4. Yeah. Or, so yeah. It is possible. Uh, but he says, how do you guys feel about the lack of this feature? Has it affected your decision in purchasing this edition? I know that for me, it is the only reason I won't be picking up Skyrim Special Edition. I'm yeah. sympathetic to that perspective. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the biggest, like there are a lot of people in the office who, like Zach Ryan put a ton of time into Skyrim, but he's like, I want to start over. And like, I agree with that. Like, I think it's hard. Actually, I, I actually do want to start over, and that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to just starting over Skyrim. Because I, I played it at launch, and I put a lot of time into it, but I never finished it. I never played any of the uh, like at the DLC, and I feel like yeah. they've updated it and fixed some issues. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to like starting a whole new game. We also, mods, yeah. I feel like sometimes people, he says he doesn't care about mods. Uh, mods sometimes get a bad rap, or not a bad rap, but the picture of mods are, I'm going to turn every dragon into Thomas the Train. But like, mods don't need to be like that. Like, one of the most underrated Skyrim mods is, I think it's called Live Another Life or something like that. And basically it changes the opening, you know, the opening hour of the game, you're yeah. a prisoner and then a dragon mm -hmm. attacks, and they force you to go through this stuff. And there's, like, alternate starts where, like, you yeah. can start on the western side of the map and Markarth and your character has, like, a different background and then you're just plopped in this world in or a different area. Like The loading screen one is really cool. Yeah, the like, ones that removes the loading screen from yeah. the cities. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, what? Why couldn't you do this, Bethesda? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And hey. so, so stuff like that, I think... Um, what was my point? Oh, that, uh, like, oh, I don't want to go through this all again, but I feel like, you know, install a couple mods that change the way the game plays, not in significant ways, but just, you know, again, starts you on the western side of the map or something, and you'll stumble on, you know, you'll have 50 hours of gameplay over there that don't even really overlap with probably how you played the game the first time around. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's, uh, it, for me, like, it was a bigger problem when we were really close. Like, I think, like, when um, Last of Us Remastered or Tomb Raider yeah. Remastered launched, like, they were... R close enough to the yeah. last gen versions that you might have started and never finished, and I don't think I would want to play the whole first half of The Last of Us again if I hadn't finished it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I guess for Skyrim, like, yeah, I guess that's a really good point that they have changed it enough, and it's been what five years since that game came out that, like, I guess it does kind of make sense. Well, to we also it. let's yeah. be honest, no one sitting in this room has any idea of the technical implica <laughs> implications yeah. of like how easy or hard it is to do something like that. Like. Mm -hmm. I, I like I don't even know like uh, how we where we even start. It, it, it's a uh, I always roll my eyes like Bethesda has a launcher now. Like they have this card game. They have the Elder Scrolls Legends. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'll download the Elder Scrolls Legends card game. They're like, you can get it with the Bethesda launcher, and you can launch all our games from this launcher and sign up for a Bethesda account. And Mafia Three's like, sign up for a 2K account. And Ubisoft killed UPlay, but they really just changed the name of it. They didn't yeah. kill UPlay, and it's yeah. like One that's, origin and, that yeah. stuff's the worst. But it does open the door for start a game one place, pick up that game somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Like Elder Scrolls Legends will probably be on tablet someday, and you'll have you know one account that you take from computer Somebody's to mobile. Soon, like, Blizzard was a. Uh, Way ahead of the curve on that, you know, with yeah. Battle Battle stuff Battle and yeah. Battle.net. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they recently changed the name of Battle.net. Yeah, it's not Battle.net anymore. They, they just changed it to, like, Blizzard, I it's think. It's like the, Blizzard Tech. The Blizzard, yeah. Blizzard launcher or something yeah. like that. Which I, is, I, a little tiny piece of me died. Yeah, it's like very, that. I have so many, like, Battle.net was the first online game experience I ever had. But to be fair, I don't know, just call it Blizzard. Like, it's mm -hmm. fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is fine. I was just sad about it in a very stupid way. I think, like, stuff like this is funny because, like, I mean, we talk about Nintendo Switch, like, I feel like little things that I've always said I want to do, I'm hoping that we're getting into the time where it just it is start one place, play somewhere else. Like, yeah. I really would love if there was a world where like if you have an EA account, you can start a game on PS4 and maybe you can continue on Xbox One. Yep. Like, I I think like 
Skylanders do that, like physically. Like you can work on a character, save it to the actual figure, and then bring that figure to a friend's house, and it's That's still true. your level I, and your character. I want to live in a world where there's a constitutional amendment against publisher-managed accounts that I have to log into well, for yeah. every game I play. Because That's where it gets It horrible. sucks that it has to be tied to, like, I don't want to fire up Mafia 3 and be pestered to sign yes. up for a 2K account for whatever garbage benefit that that gives you. Mm -hmm. But... But like the trade-off of like being able to take that game save and play wherever um, is yeah. appealing to me. Yeah, the candidate that gets my vote is the one who outlaws it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone else? I played so many hours of Skyrim on console, and like, it took me like twenty hours before I realized I didn't really like the character I'd made. Mm. Like, I wasn't that interested in like destruction magic, and like, but it doesn't happen all at once. It's not like, oh, I don't like my character. It's just like this creeping mm. feeling of like, yeah. I don't really love this character class, but I'm already committed to it, so I guess I'll stick with it. And it gets stronger and stronger until I'm just like, well, shit. <laughs> like, I don't like what I did here, and like, <clears throat> I just wish they gave you one like. Like reset, like one, the whole, like it, like limit it in whatever way they need to limit it to not be overpowered. Some games have yeah, like, like built that in where yeah, they can like, like go visit a, a, yeah. a witch yeah. doctor and they can transform into a new Respecting, class. Respecting, right, yeah. 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 I, uh, Torchlight made me so happy with that. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's it's very into baked the, yeah. into Diablo yeah. 3, but in a game like Skyrim, so then I did play that, I played that game on console and I played it on PC and made an archer and had so much more fun. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, it's actually causing me so much anxiety and stress, <laughs> like, like, I'm playing World of Warcraft right now, and the 10 or 12 or however many classes in that game play radically different from one another, and that's a commitment of, like, hundreds of hours, yeah. and you don't know ahead of time what you're going to get. They, they, they do let you preview a class and do some stuff now, but that wasn't in the game when I started. Justin, did, you play, did you play Tactics Over Let Us Clean Together for PSP? No. Okay, that game did something I, I don't think I've ever seen another game do, and I loved it. It's this long, story-driven RPG with lots and lots of choices that make huge difference in what parts of the game you see. But when you got to the end, it opened up this node system where they showed yeah. you a map of every choice you'd ever made and said, instead of replaying anything, just pick a new node where you made a decision and follow the path yeah, down great. a different road, get all the content you missed from that path. Then when wow. you finish again, go back, here's everything you've done so far. Go down. You didn't repeat a single thing, and you got to experience everything the game had to That's offer. Really That's it really was cool. so That's really great. Smart. You'll have to keep uh, World of Warcraft uh, classes in mind in your new Let's Play series. <gasps> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you, Andrew. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Speaking of Let's Play series, <laughs> I checked earlier, Damon, and yeah. Holy Chip is a mere 3,400. 3,400, wow. So if you go and watch Holy Chip yet again, <laughs> can we can we just go to incognito mode and refresh it? Or just, I don't know. I don't know. If go to your out. local library. Uh, yeah. Look up Holy Chip on yep. YouTube on yep. every single one of the computers. Yep. And yep. Once it gets to fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand. It's been so long. Years. I don't remember what we played. It was Aero Aero Blasters. Aero Blasters. Yeah. Aero Blasters. And I think Air Zonk is next. Air Zonk is next. Ooh, That's yeah. right. We have a long list of games <laughs> we'd like to get through, and we figured it out. Are you we going alphabetically? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Alphabetically through all the turbo There's only like a hundred of them. Yeah. There's. They didn't release a lot of games. United States. So that gotcha. All right, moving on. This is Steven Santana. Oh, I know Steven. Yeah, friend of the show. He says, Scoop, Scoop, I currently have a bet going between myself and a friend that the NES Mini will sell <gasps> more units in its first month compared to PlayStation VR's first month. Okay. My reasoning cool. is the NES Mini is cheap, plays on nostalgia, consumers know what they're getting, PSVR is expensive, it's new technology. Well, first of all, Steven, gambling is illegal, so <laughs> we have no, I'm forced, and we're all cops. I'm forced to turn you into the local authorities. Yeah. So, uh, well, we no, don't know, I, I don't can, know where actually, he lives, he lives. Maybe it's, uh, I do know, I think he lives in Vegas, so. Ah, there we go. Oh. I think it would be 
outrageous and unbelievably surprising if that weren't the case. Yeah. I think if PSVR outsold NES Classic, it would be well, like now, a gigantic news story. Here's a really because. Yeah. And his classic is sixty dollars. It's yeah. basically made to be an impulse buy. Like if yeah. they're doing it right, this will be at Safeway and Walgreens, and you'll be able to get this just like while you're getting groceries. It's a stocking stuffer. Like whereas PSVR is like a major commitment. Like yeah. that's like a it's like buying a new console. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I, I feel like I totally think NES Classic will yeah. far outsell PS4. I, I the better question would be which would which earns more revenue month. Yeah, uh, but he's talking about the first month because you know the NES Mini sure. will be a, a, an impulse buy like over time, right? Yeah. As you're just yeah, yeah. Line at the, the, only, the problem will be that Nintendo is not going to make enough of the damn things available because you can't even pre-order it. Right, so like that's, that the, big, that's the big caveat. Yeah. Is the, this is assuming full availability yeah. in, my, yeah. in my eyes? Yeah. But if there is full availability, I mean, this is coming out right before Christmas at impulse buy costs, designed to be sold to traditional retailers. Yes, I, I'm with Andrew 100. percent I think this thing will absolutely outsell PSVR. Uh, I agree. Uh, I, Sony Sony has said launch sales of PSVR is in the many hundreds of thousands. I, I believe so that. I just if believe we believe them, you think the NES will sell more than many hundreds of thousands in its first. I'm going to buy at least six myself. <laughs> okay. I, I think that if like it's a hard thing. So the weird thing about NES Classic is that you can't consider worldwide sales because they're launching a Famicom Classic in Japan. So it's like a whole separate. I don't know if they'll just roll those together yeah. or how their bet works. <laughs> but like I feel like. If the stock is there, I totally think they could sell 500,000 NES classics by the end of the year. Dude, this is the NES Mini. It's totally represents like a future. Like it's Nintendo's been then dipping their toes into nostalgia, playing on. You know, they for decades they've been the kids' company. You know, they're the they're the console that six-year-olds and eight-year-olds get. Uh, but they've also had this side business of you know us, like 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds are also really into Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that they're just jumping into that 30 and 40-year-old demographic with reckless abandon. Like we're totally gonna get an NES Mini 2 that's got you know 30 I, more games. Yeah, yeah, it's got mm -hmm. like 50 games on it. Or an SNES Mini like, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder like what is a I, I don't even know anymore, but I think like 24 hours of Call of Duty sales, like they've hit that million mark, or 24, mm -hmm. 48 hours. Yeah. And so I think like at 60 dollars, like that's not impossible when stores have it for you to buy. Uh, I feel like if PSVR ends the year at five hundred thousand, like they're doing great. Like yeah. that's that's like a pretty good percentage of the of the PS4 uh, install base. But yeah. like with NES Classic, like I, I treat it more like I, it is hardware, obviously. But I think of it more as uh, apples to apples with software than I do hardware. Yeah, and it's the PSVR. I don't want to besmirch it. I, I love the PSVR. I think it's a fascinating yeah. piece of hardware that does incredible stuff. But it's still very expensive. Not expensive relative to its direct competitors, but expensive relative to this. I, I'm going to caveat my earlier statement. I'd say it'd be Famicom and NES Mini sales together. I, I yeah, want to be clear so, about yeah. that. Yeah. Because the, the, they will be big in Japan. I, I was living yeah. in Japan a few years ago, and it has been a few years. But when I was there. They were capitalizing on the 25th anniversary of Mario with a aggressive marketing campaign where for a while you could walk into a train station and not see advertisements of some little kid like blowing into a cartridge and playing Super Mario Brothers on his Famicom. And you would just watch people captivated by these screens and caught up by the commercials. And Mario is still part of our DNA. We're not quite old enough yet that he stopped being part of the lifeblood of a couple of generations. Yeah. And I do think that that has enormous 
enormous marketing power when paired with a great price point and an understandable product. People get exactly yep. what this thing is. The Atari Flashback already created an understanding for what this kind of product is. People relate to it, but they have something like, oh, this is a freaking NES. Take well, there's it. also been knockoff ones sold on islands and malls for yeah. you know a decade, too. Yeah. So now it's just the official real thing. Yeah, it's true. And it's so cute. I just wish that controller cord was longer. Yeah. yeah. Well, there'll be a, an extension, I'm sure. This week we have real mail. Ooh. Hand delivered uh, by Doug. Do you have to mail him, Justin, do you have to write him a physical letter and say, hey, listeners? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> uh, was here for the IGN house party last week. He hand delivered me this uh, message. He says, I'm not Doug. Damon, I'm okay. writing you with the hopes that you read this question instead of one from Big Tony style. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, Whoa. that's not okay. Well, you gotta make it yeah. personal. Yeah. God. There's some rivalry happening there. Uh, Patty Mayonnaise, don't date this man. Ooh, his, his question is, do you think that the first game console someone first owned is a good predictor for what consoles they own now? Does the Super Nintendo lead to Wii U? Does PlayStation lead to PS4? Probably, but what about the Genesis people? I'd like the great video game minds of GameScoop to discuss this topic. Uh, maybe? <laughs> Do you mean now Next or question. historically? No, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think everyone in this room, you know, either started with an Atari or an NES, and, uh, and now we own every console. So it's hard for me to say, like, you know, the average gamer, the typical gamer. I, yeah. I lean towards no. My sense is that every new console generation is an opportunity for gamers to reevaluate and take stock and jump mm -hmm. ship. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think that the Xbox 360 was the lead console for most Americans, probably. And now I think that the PS4 is probably the lead console yeah. for most mm -hmm. shows. Yeah, I think it's a funny, like, it's a weird, like, if you think of Colin Moriarty, may he rest in peace, mm -hmm. um, like, super NES kid, like, super Nintendo, and then now diehard PlayStation guy. Like, I don't think, like, I think you're exactly right. I think it kind of switches with the generation. Thank you, Andrew. And I think we're all, we're old, so we all started with Nintendo and, and well, Atari. Well, we also own like, everything. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's, true. that's the other point yeah. I wanted to make. Is I, I've always just had multiple consoles, so yeah. for that type of person, it doesn't. This doesn't really apply. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can concur with most of what's being said here. I think it, it really does come. Uh, one of the reasons I enjoy console generations is because they give us an opportunity to look at new competing ideas and go. Well, I think this is where I want to go. There, we've we've all crossed the tracks many times or expanded our horizons. Altano likes to point out the fact that console wars are mostly bull anyway, uh, and that <laughs> while I certainly appreciate the, the value certain pieces of hardware give me over others, uh, I don't want to say that that's not true, uh, mostly this idea of some kind of, of focus on a piece of, of silicon as something I need to have a religious conviction about is pretty darn But I think goofy. we were actually just talking about this on Beyond Wednesdays and IGN.com. Uh, that like last generation encouraged that. Like I do think that like more than possibly ever. Like there's always been console exclusives, obviously, but I think like that 360 PS3 era felt a little more intense about third parties kind of aligning with one side. And I do mm -hmm. think you had to sort of mm -hmm. back a single horse because mm -hmm. not everyone can afford to buy both consoles. Yeah, yeah I guess that is a sh actually a good point. Like I remember when I was a kid, the rivalry between Sega and Nintendo was fierce. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I don't remember like. That it being that bad between the original Xbox and PlayStation 2. Yeah. I don't remember and that GameCube. really being there. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like I had a GameCube first and I was still like, you know, I bought SSX Tricky, I bought a lot of games that appeared on other platforms and it was fine. Right. Like yeah. I didn't feel like I was missing out on, you know, I eventually got the other consoles for Halo and yada yada, but I didn't feel like I was missing out on such a gigantic chunk of video games owning a GameCube. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, an underrated, this is sort of an underrated. Uh, aspect of platforms like or, uh, services like Xbox Live. Um, 
you have all your friends and you have your achievements and they, in that sense, they kind of lock you in or they try to or they'd like to. Mm -hmm. um, and that's super real. Like, I don't care that much about achievement points. I don't think there's that many people out there that take it super seriously. But it's crappy to have, like, a trophy level on one platform and achievements on <laughs> Xbox and achievements on Steam. And I, I do just the nerd in me or the data nerd of the people. Like, I like to look at my stats in video games. I'd love to know, like, how many... You know how many games have I completely mastered across all these platforms? Yeah, that's a great yeah. point, Justin. You think about the Red Robin wedding arc on South Park, and the whole idea—the reason the kids are fighting in the first place about whether to get PS4 or Xbox One—is because they all want to be able to play together. And they're yeah. like, "Well, we all got to get together and buy the same one." Well, there's that so network we can all play effect. Yeah, like, and then yeah. it's like, "Wait a minute!" And it's, that is really important. It's the legacy of your personal achievements and your profile, and just you know, you want to be where your friends are. Yeah. Like there's, I bought I bought Overwatch on PS4 because more people in the office were playing on PS4 than Xbox. It had nothing else to do with anything than that. There are like other businesses, like like airlines do this a lot, where it's like if you have gold status on yeah. American Airlines, but you come over to United, like, we'll match your elite status and give you 10,000 bonus miles or whatever. That's like, really smart. They should match yeah, your achievements. Like match your achievements for based on your trophy level. That's kind of genius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've thought for a long time uh, a, a, a startup or some company or business could make a business of unifying all your gamer profiles yeah. in one mm -hmm. spot. I mean, like, Raptor and a couple sites have they done tried. that, but it's not, I don't think it's quite that full level of, because, yeah, it's true. Like, I'll look at... Um, like PSN profiles lets me like drill in and see like what percentage of trophies I have in a game and like if I was the first one in the world to platinum it or like whatever, like you can look at all that ranking. That doesn't exist as far as I know for Xbox. Like Xbox.com actually offers a really good tool for Well, there's but third it's not parties. That. That's, some of that stuff does exist, but it's not unified if you're playing games across multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah this is one of those where I'm probably an outlier. I, I could not care less about gamer score trophies or my the, the length of my online genitalia. I, I don't get that. <laughs> well, no, it's not that I like to see. I don't care, like I don't know what my achievement number is or how many platinums I have, but like it's just kind of neat. Again, it's just data. Like I like to go, like I like to see how yeah. long have I played World of Warcraft? How many, you know, how many games have I played? Like For me, it's not even about comparing to my friends. It's sort of a for me personally, I like knowing what percentage, like if I'm really, really into a game, I'll absolutely pursue the Platinum because I want to squeeze every inch of everything there is to do out of that game. And yeah. it's like, if I just beat the game and I know I'm done with it, but then there are all these extra challenges I can do to get trophies, that's awesome. That's yeah. like great icing on the cake for me to have an excuse to play 20 more hours of something I'm done with. See, I never finish anything. So I, for me, it's just like, nope, time to move on to the next thing. I, I, I and it actually, it specifically annoys me tying this back to Skyrim. Like that's a game I started on Xbox, then switched over to PC. So now I have these two lists of like separate achievements. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I, I, I didn't care to do Dark Brotherhood a second time. So it remains like incomplete on PC, even though I have it on Xbox. And it'd be nice to just bring those yeah. together. Yeah, that's the hard part is when it's like a really grindy challenge. Like there are some games like Bioshock Infinite, I got a uh, thousand out of a thousand on Xbox and I platinumed mm. and I got, or I think I got almost all the Steam achievements. But yeah, I totally hit that by the end. I was like, man, I want to kill a hundred floating people again or whatever the <laughs> hell. Like, I mean, there's a point where like you, you were done grinding things like that out. Ultimately, Damon, you look for the platform that offers blast processing. Yep, that's, that's, that's the most important. important. That's the one. That's Feature. the most important. <laughs> yep. This is Pascal in Jacksonville, Florida. Ooh, Ooh. Shout out to Jacksonville, home of Leonard Skinner. He says, with news of the Nintendo Switch, I wanted to talk a little bit about console manufacturers. Ever since Microsoft debuted the original Xbox almost 15 years ago, we've only had three companies releasing major home consoles. Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft have held the market since Sega stopped creating hardware. It seems as if there's only room for three major consoles existing in the market at a time. 
My question to the panel is as follows. If one of the big three ever drop out of the console race for whatever reason, who do you see potentially jumping in to fill that gap, if any, with the line blurring between PC and home consoles? I could see Valve with their Steam machines making a bigger push for the space in the living room. What do you guys think? Uh, Apple. Yeah, well... Uh, uh, wow, that's funny that you went straight to Apple. I went straight to HTC and Oculus. Hmm. Like, I think I can see a world where we end up, you know, two generations from now, if VR does take off, if it does lead into what people think it could be, just having some unified box that is, like, a really powerful PC but is also a console thing. Yeah, well, so, so I want to say, Pascal uh, says there's only been three console manufacturers, but even having three was is kind of an anomaly because mm-hmm. until Microsoft released the Xbox, the general thinking was there was not room for more than two right. consoles on the market in time yeah. because I mean I kind of uh, think I, so many had a, a, had attempted Atari Jaguar, yeah. 3DO, Neo Geo, Sega Saturn. And it's like yeah, it was really like seemed to prove that there wasn't room for a third. That's a uh, hard yeah. one. You 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 always had that that third tier outlier that kind of yeah the TurboGrafx survived for a while as a third tier outlier. You had the, you know the back to the beginning the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, the IntelliVision, then the ColecoVision overlapped with those for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did have space there. I, I think the the moment I think of most of all is that weird period where you had the PlayStation, the N sixty four, and then that Saturn Dreamcast bridge uh, that took place uh, with those there side by side. That almost felt like when it was most viable. Uh, in, in days of yore, uh, but even then, Dreamcast just couldn't oh, survive. I think it's Wii 360 PS3. That's Oh, that's when it yeah. finally... Yeah, yeah I, I that's like when it, those I are three, three consoles that were all yore, successful. I was yeah. just disagreeing with the proposition that there were, we never managed to have three. There was always that one that was like struggling to catch I, up. I agree with that. I think two yeah. is the number. I think there's two that are having a good time and, and one, one is, that's in rough shape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except remember, for that generation. Yeah. And, and for half that generation, the PS3 was getting its butt yeah. kicked. We forget about that. It had a tremendous... It's like with roommates. Whenever whenever there are three roommates, there's always two roommates gang up against the third. Mm. Which one are you? It's true. Uh, Probably the one who gets ganged up. My wife and I gang up on our daughter. (laughs) 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 She never pays rent. (laughs) It's my wife and the bonsai tree against me. Um, Uh, The question is, if 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 one of the big three dropped out, who could we see stepping in? Well, so you thought Apple. You're right. Yeah. You know, there's a few boxes that you have to take. They have to be manufacturing hardware now. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, so it's tough. Like everyone's like, yay, yada yada, and I'm like, that's so far outside of like their wheelhouse. It needs to be someone that's shipping a boxed uh, piece of technology to stores now. Otherwise, they'll just never have the infrastructure and the expertise to get a gaming console off the ground. So that automatically limits you to you know Samsung LG Amazon Apple. can make one maybe mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Amazon's a yeah maybe one. Amazon anybody, or Google like yeah, yeah. anybody making phones I mean Nvidia has the shield you know so Nvidia could uh, step up I mean I don't think like I think that's sort of the answer is that whoever it is if there was a third one to step up I don't think it's ever going to be a total no-name startup like yeah. I, I, I think you're totally right that it would have to be someone established with not only with just manufacturing pipelines, but even just distribution. I no. feel like with Ouya, it was such a Ouya, like yeah. bottleneck thing where like, yeah, you could back the Kickstarter or buy it directly from them, but like, I feel like ultimately what hurts a console like that is that you can't walk into any store in the United States and buy it. Yeah. Now, I can't see it happening in the current environment within this company, but can I also see an IP holding company eventually purchasing a hardware manufacturer sure. and doing something like this? I, I don't think it's likely. But you know, ten years from now, under different directorship and with a different technological landscape, I can see somebody like the Walt Disney Company uh, well, buying been, yeah. a hardware manufacturer. There's been those sure. Disney Nintendo rumors mm-hmm. for. I mean, they're not rumors. It's just kind of like they feel like they would line up. Two well, companies even, that, that would fit well together. I mean, think about like AT and T just bought Time Warner, right. and so Time Warner underneath all of that is HBO and CNN, but it's also Batman and the Harry Potter film rights and so DC many other Comics. things. DC Comics, exactly. So like 
you're totally right that a company like that that is becoming essentially a monopoly, like yeah. as you move forward, like totally, if they want to get in the hardware business, they have the money. Mm. I think like in video games, it's a little weirder because we think of these, like we think of EA as a huge company, but like, and they are, but they're not as cash rich as like Time Warner. Well, they're or, also or not huge because they're not diversified. They're not doing a million things like, yes. like you yeah. know, a Sony is, or you know, an Activision is owned by Vivendi. Like, well, and that's the funny thing about Activision. When they were owned by Vivendi, they were one of the rare ones that probably did have the cash that they could have done something like that. But now that they've kind of spun out and bought themselves out of it and have kind of become sort of a freestanding company, like I feel like they're in the same boat as like an EA where they they don't have that like not only the investment to buy a hardware maker, but then again to get like all of that manufacturing pipeline there, going. There's this wonderful fan made game for a few years ago called Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, yeah. uh, which is an RPG set in a dark dystopian future where the rule world is ruled by Square Enix Goya. Um, which is a conglomeration of the Bean Company and Square Enix, and they control the universe. That's um, awesome. I'm kind of hoping for Square Enix Goya, uh, yeah. that's yeah. my guess. Yeah. All yeah. the beans but, can be shaped like, to- like chocobos? Yeah, also there's a lot of really great stuff in Charles Barkley, Shut Up and Jam. I mean, you I think about it, you have to imagine that there's people at Apple, you know, Tim Cook at Apple sees on his app store every day for years that Minecraft is the top thing yeah. on the entire app store, not just the game section of the app store. It yeah. never, ever wavers. It's there for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know there's people asking questions about the video game industry and crunching numbers, trying to figure out if there's something more they can do there within that organization. Sure. Yeah, I think that even shows with, like, the way the entertainment business is, like, slowly creeping back into it. And, like, I think there's, like, like there's finally a director on the Uncharted movie. We'll see if it finally happens. But it's, like, there's... I think they're waiting for video game movies to become viable, and you see like merchandising. Is it like a whole yeah. like? I went to a Hot Topic, and Marty and I were at a wedding like four months ago, and we went to a Hot Topic for the first time in years, and almost everything there is video games. What's that all, to do with the wedding? Yeah, we were just we were killing time until the wedding. <laughs> That's and what he, I was trying to he figure out. Forgot a button-down shirt, so we went to a mall. <laughs> but we went into that mall, we went to Hot Topic, and it all of the merchandise there was Five Nights at Freddy's. It was Crossy Road. It was like all of these things that I would never expect to have merchandising that were not only there, but like <clears throat> nearly sold out, like doing well. Yeah, Apple is the latest in a long line of companies to sort of back their way into video games without intending to. Facebook yeah. is another fairly recent example. They launch, they launch a platform, hey, programmers, make whatever you want. Make a calendar app, make a, make a reminder app, make an alarm clock. And then it just turns out, they didn't intend it this way, but it turns out, all anybody wanted to make and buy were games. Mm-hmm. And then they became a games company, you know, almost against their will. Same with Facebook games. That wasn't really the intention for the Facebook canvas at the time. Um, Which has created an entirely different culture of video games than the one that we typically talk about here on this couch that has its own challenges and frustrations and strange marketplace quirks. And because it occurs yep. within a more closed ecosystem, it, it, it's much more easily controlled by the development or by the uh, the store owning community. I mean, Apple controls what they yeah. sell, uh, yeah. and, and that that makes a huge deal. If you make a game for their platform, they have a kind of an absolute. You're going to get it from us. That's how it's going to be. Way of doing things. Well, it changes the market. Well, I'm not saying that's yeah. evil. I'm saying it's different. It's, it's discoverability too. I don't like there's so many different. games. Like it's oh. Xbox and and PlayStation and Nintendo and Steam and everyone else controls what they sell. Uh, here's how it's different. Uh, if you want a game to be prominently featured on the Apple Store, it's largely based on things that are already popular, rolling over and becoming more popular. Because while they do have an editorial staff that tries to rise some quality products to the top, a lot of what flourishes on that store flourishes because of hits, because of attention. And that allows some market manipulation in ways that works very differently than what's possible in our industry oh. to take place. I don't, think, I don't think I'm with you on that. I mean, we don't need to get into it right now, but maybe for a future scoop. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree. 
like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's probably a lot. I think they do an yeah. excellent job of spotlighting, right. you know, a balance of, you know, Plants vs. Zombies and new weird, strange games. But I think the, they do a the, much better job of it than Xbox does. They, 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 it, that I agree with, but the, the volume of iOS games versus Xbox games, they're hundreds of thousands of iOS games yeah. and 16 of them get featured. Yeah. Whereas yeah. on Xbox, there are maybe 250 games at any given time and 16 of them get featured. I think, I think people bag on the App Store all the time, but if you look at you know, those top charts or the featured charts, it's always going to be a pretty even mix of interesting experimental stuff and sort of uh, you know, the Angry Birds. I, the I think the yeah. curators in many ways do a good job, but I think a better way for more of what I'm talking about here, Sean Baby wrote an article recently about the game that he produced for the App Store. Uh, go find that. I think it's on Cracked. Uh, was published, I think, last yeah, week. He writes for Cracked. But it talks about what it's like trying to get a game marketed in the mobile space and how vastly different it is in the way you and I think about it and some of the kind of nasty stuff that goes into it. I, I really recommend you read it, that. I mean, that's why I think it, we have such a hard time covering mobile games, too, is that like it is a discoverability problem. Like When there are that many games, like the, if we had 10 times the staff, we still couldn't cover all of those games, and part of it is finding the hidden gems. And I think like I, it's... An, Impossible task. Like I don't know. I don't know how Apple even elevates as many as they do. Because I think you're right that there are like some no names in there that yeah. make their way to the top. They hire oh. a bunch of old IGN editors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have That's a staff dedicated to that. Who does again? It does a wonderful job. This isn't a criticism of that. It's more the vast process and how it, there's an unmanageable system. There's some shenanigans with uh, you know if your game is at the top of the charts, it'll get more downloads, which keeps it at the top of the charts, and you can goose your way through artificial means to the top of yeah. the charts. So you can spend. Ten grand to get however many fake downloads and hope that getting to the number four spot with your ten grand makes you more than that amount of money in return. Some of that's certainly true. I don't know if that's any different than manipulation of the Steam charts or anything else, though. I like goose as a verb a lot. Yeah, I feel like that's not one you hear a lot. Yeah, goose. goose, I'll I'll give you a little goose. Oh Oh my goodness! But now you're using it now. Goose means something. (laughs) Goose means something different in an '80s uh, teen comedy. Uh, Or also a, uh, a a he's the Rio for for Maverick. Yeah, that's true. Are there other animal verbs? I'm gonna cow you later. Oh. <laughs> no, cowing, absolutely. That's that's a verb. Oh no. To be to be cowed is to be is to be like uh, to be lionized, to be made frightened. <laughs> it's another animal. Yeah. Verb. Oh my gosh! <laughs> ah! To be cowed and to be lionized is the same thing. That's really weird. Well, no. they do say uh, lions. Don't are... turn turkey on me now, Jared. <laughs> oh, gobble gobble. Lions are the the cows of the savannah. Oh, duck! There's a duck. Lions are the cows of the savannah. Actually, cows are the cows of the savannah because there's lions. Okay, Jared. All right. Uh, now's the time on GameScoop when we play video game 20 questions. Uh-oh. Our suggestion this week comes from Keenan McClelland. Ooh. Ooh. McClelland? Like with a D at McClelland, the McClelland, yes. Uh, and Justin did remember to uh, bring his suggested first questions. And also Jared has been doing some uh, training to wow. hopefully perform better on, on video Okay, well, well you're both way better prepared than I am. <laughs> this, these come from Dugzer. Yeah. And it's been a long-running joke that he sent us this thoughtful list of first questions that I consistently forget and yeah. leave on my desk. And then someone uh, tweeted me a gift this morning, an animated gift that said, Justin, don't forget the questions. Yeah. And then wow. he did forget them, but I reminded yeah. him. Well, yep. you didn't need to. I You're did. such a gracious host. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really goofed him on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let the questioning begin. Do you play as more than one character in this game? No. All right. It's not GTA, guys. All right, there we go. It's not a fighting game. It's not GTA. Mm. That's actually that's a good question. I, know, I was like the year one. Can I do the year one? You do, of course you do the year one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So nice. what is it? Is it 
Before January 1st, 2000? You can do whatever you want. After. You can do what you want. Yours. Was it released after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Ah, Ooh. there we it's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Is this... Um, was this game released for the PS3, Wii, Xbox 360 generation? No. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't like that, because now it splits. It could have been earlier or yeah. later. I know. That was probably a bad choice. Is yeah. this game released uh, in the same era as PS4, Xbox One, Wii U? No. All right. Well, so it is early. Okay. So, so late, late-ish yeah. PS2 so game. Either, so either very end of even like Dreamcast. End of '64 theoretically. No, right? wait. I take it back. Not late-ish. When did the the PS2 came out? 2001. Yeah. Dreamcast uh, 2001. No, Dreamcast 99. Yeah. Oh, so, but, but yeah, Dreamcast, PS2, uh, GameCube, original yeah. Xbox, original Xbox, Xbox yeah. PC. And GBA. And not necessarily tail oh, end of the... Yeah, portable. No, those consoles didn't come out until like 2002, so it's that entire console generation, in fact. But yeah. like portables are what mix it up. Because he's yeah. right that like GBA's in there. Yeah. Was this a, is this, you know, commonly thought of or considered as a portable game? No. Okay. All right, great. Um, probably not an arcade game from that period. Let's see. Uh, do we want to do genre? Do we want to... Genre's often a, a we could do. Us. We could do... Company like we could eliminate Nintendo or Microsoft. Like, well, is if it, we want, we, if you do that, what, you want to go oceans for it. So I'll do, do exclusive. It, do, like, it, is do, it, it, do it. Is it a console exclusive? No. Okay. okay. Not a console exclusive. Excellent. Very exciting. A lot of games made during that period of time. All right. We so know nothing. Yeah. We know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not completely <laughs> positive on whether it's an N64 or yep. PS1 well, game. Yep. Probably not. Probably a PS2 game. Uh, not a this game. Oh. I can only know if it's available on a disk or a cartridge. Well, that, there are very few cartridges. It's also not a yes or no question. So yeah, it's, like, it's, not a, it's not a cartridge yeah. game because we know it's not handheld. It would, that would only give us in 64. 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah but which there's barely survived. Yeah, there's generation. like three games. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, let's let's try uh, let's try genre. Is this uh, is this game experience from first person? No. Okay. Is this? Uh, oh, I don't got it. I don't okay. got it. So it's uh, it's. Uh, it do you play as a do you play as a person? Yes. Huh? A human being. You're not okay. a ship. Not a ship. Mm -hmm. You're human. That's useful. Definitely. All right. So you're a person that's not a first person shooter. I'm trying to think of one of the, the system that would bridge the most gaps. Well, again, if we narrow it, we're, we're already what seven questions, eight questions in. Eight questions in. And Oof. we we know the era. We know it's not exclusive, so let's not focus on system. Maybe I mean, harness your training, Jared. Harness the training. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm saying we're, we don't want to get caught up on figuring out the system if it's not a console exclusive. So this could be on PC. This could be. You could ask about control. <laughs> I thought it said a robot. You don't play multiple <laughs> characters. That's actually very helpful. It's not like an RTS because in an RTS you'd be playing multiple do characters. Do you? Yeah. Uh, and does this game have? Person. Does this game have punching and kicking? Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. If it does, like that's not a major mechanic at all. Okay. Punching and kicking. And you are playing as a person. Yeah, you play as a person. Play as a person. Third person. Third person. No punching and kicking. Yeah. And you only play as that one character, so yeah. that eliminates like RPGs and stuff. Like, yeah, it, it eliminates VII, most of the RPGs. It eliminates okay. fighting games. It eliminates RTSs. Um, or almost well, all. So RTSs. if you're not punching or kicking, you're probably either platforming or uh, or shooting. Yeah. Or wait, I. I, I mean, there's only so many, so much vocabulary. Or wait, to, there's also what about Pikmin? Like, oh, you're one guy. You're Olimar. Yeah. You're moving stuff around. It's the right period of time. No, but it's not an exclusive. Ah, uh, it's an exclusive. That's right. Yeah. Do you? Uh, is this yeah, a shooty game? 
Yes. Third person shooty game. That's, that's 10. Third or 2D. Person third person or 2D shooting game. Shooting so you know the time period it's mm -hmm. in. Yeah. You know Early 2000s. You play as a person. Yeah. In third person. Yeah. It's a shooty mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not an exclusive. Mm -hmm. Not an exclusive. exclusive. That could be and it's theoretically before 2005. Yeah. Because Ooh, yeah. And it's not a portable. Yeah. It's not a portable. It could be Resident Evil. Um... See. Could be Resident Evil. Yeah, it could be Resident um, Evil. Is this a Japanese developed video game? No. Okay, so that's that. <laughs> um, that oh, cuts dang. Out. Yeah, it's all Konami, that's all Capcom. Just killed like nine of my questions. All... No, that's great though, because it's now we know it's. Um, it's American or European development. But also, Resident Evil is in the 90s. I mean, unless it's one of the like Resident Evil Veronica. Well, like, Resident 4 is the uh, is an influential, not first-person shooty type game. For trying to think of third-person shooters on like Dreamcast. I'm trying to think. Oh, there was a lot of stuff. Really well-known multi-platform games there, because I'm like, oh, Metroid Prime. Although that's first-person. Right. But, I exactly. mean, they're it's all everything I can think of. It's like Halo. They're all yeah. exclusive. Well, they could. This could be something that was on PC and Halo. Game Halo did get a port, but I don't think Damon would do that to us. He wouldn't do us. But like, that's also a first-person game. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a third-person game with shooting. You're not punching and kicking, so it's not Fallout because you punch and kick people in Fallout. Um, Virtual Cop, first-person. I can only picture first-person yeah, games me too. for some reason. Yeah. Third-person. I can only think of Fallout. console yeah. exclusives. It's driving me crazy. Fallout's wrong this, right? uh, Next, wrong next question. Remember, the podcast see. listeners cannot see you. Um, you know, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> They're just. Um, uh, is this game? Oh, we, we could ask about it being scary. We could ask about like more. We could get more. Let's genre try and get more genre, genre focused. More yeah. genre focused. I feel like it. that would help. Yeah. Is this uh, is this game spooky? Is this a spooky game? Yes. Ah, there we go. There we go. That helps a lot. Silent. Okay, so Silent Hill. There's, there's the oh, fire firearms. Yeah. But okay, so what's the spooky American a game? Spooky American. Where's game? Chloe? Someone yeah, text Chloe. <laughs> Phone a friend. We'll use our <laughs> lifeline, David. All right. So it's not Silent Hill. It's I actually not... never said it was American made. You said no, it's not Japanese. Japanese. Oh, it could be European. Oh, European. Just to clarify. Or any other. It's not some like the only far, place on Earth Some other far-off land. Yeah. One of those far- Brazil! Brazil! That would have been uh, helpful at... Uh, man, at I really think about Japanese, you know, at Spooky least games. as the horror game masters. Let's see. Yeah. Um, we have... What, what's, uh, what's Amnesia Japanese? Amnesia uh, comes to mind. Uh, that's Amnesia's wrong first person. Yeah. yeah that's my first person. Um, we just made a list of these. Uh, you killing, uh, you killing, you killing zombies in this game? No. No zombies. Right. Were zombies a big thing in 2000? Resident Evil. Frame is oh, Japanese. Yeah, and, oh, it's knockoffs. Um, oh, I'm thinking of the wrong area. Spooky. What's spooky? We've we've probably alien. played this. Oh yeah, there is alien. Ooh, there. alien. Yeah. But I don't know what ones there were was at that time. I mean, I'm thinking of third person shooter. Could this not be like a side scroller? Yeah, it could be. Like, like I think I'm maybe thinking. It's like too. it's like Odd World and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Odd World Stranger's Wrath was like maybe. Around yeah, but that's that not really time. Stranger's Wrath. Not really spooky. No, but that's the type of game yeah. that we could be. No, I wasn't meaning to be critical. It was just... Well, I felt very attacked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we've got what we need now. We got a spooky Ooh. game from that period. Do we? we Jared feels very. Yeah, yeah, we got. Jared's ready to guess. <laughs> no, we've got we've got what we need. Um, You're not shooting zombies though. So what are you shooting? Yeah, well, that's that's another what what dinosaurs, uh, ghosts. What's scary? What dinosaurs, ghosts, monsters, hacking, slashing things. Debt. Uh, what's that? Debt. Debt yeah. is frightening. Debt's incredibly scary. Relationships. I feel like this yeah, is yeah, looking something being, being vulnerable in our faces here. <laughs> Um, we can oh. ask about PC, but I don't know if we want to. We ask nah, about nah, too, so, but I don't nah. think we should. That's nah. a wasted question. 
Uh, let's think about interface control. Ooh. Does this game have a jump button? Uh, I cannot answer really that. I can't answer that question. So does that mean question. we kill that question? Okay. Yeah, but yeah, 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 question doesn't question. Never it doesn't count. All right, so the way we stall time is by saying, is there a jump button over and over again? Yep, that's good. Yo, but let's, uh, let's go back to that jump button. <laughs> you play as one person. Oh, so that eliminates Resident there's Evil, actually. Gun, yeah, there's, you, there's, you play as one, well, RE4, Well, that's already because it's on Japanese dev. So yeah, we yeah, we know it's not, it's not survival horror. Ooh, I like that one, actually. Well, no, never mind, that wouldn't help me eliminate that much. Um, it's too late to Do you think be... it would be like real-time versus turn-based, or like how you play the game, oh, or like fun. mechanical genre a little bit, like, pers like perspective? We don't really know the perspective. So we, we should think about, is first it... First-person, yeah. yeah. yeah we should, we should we ask if it's side-scrolling? Is this game played from a 2D perspective? No. Okay, so... 3D third-person game. Mm -hmm. Spooky Shoomerator? Sp oh, I've got it. Spooky multi-platform It's Eternal Darkness, I'll bet. We're not asking Damon that yet, but I'll bet you it's Eternal Darkness. It's not developed. It's developed in Canada. It fits the genre. It fits the time period. Was it, it was multi-platform? It, it was. It was a GameCube wait, exclusive, was GameCube wasn't it? Exclusive, wasn't it? Jeez, wait a minute. Or did it come out someplace else later? No, I think it was only GameCube. All right, I'm trying to think of third-person games other than like Tomb Raider. Resident Evil that were out around that time. Uh, do you mind if I, I, I don't want to burn a question, but I want to ask a lot. You like did all the training, dude. You should burn stuff. every question. Sure. <laughs> all right. Does this game have mystical themes to it? No. Okay, so it's not magic and monsters and shit like that. All right. That's 15. So. That's 15. Spooky, but not <laughs> Why mystical. Why do we never win anymore? What, what the hell happened? <laughs> no, there's, we're we used to win every week. This. You need Sam Clutch Claiborne. Yeah, we do yeah, need Sam Clutch Claiborne. He's oh her. yeah, that's like that's like extra. This is the point of the Although show where this, I would normally this, give up. But yeah, but yeah. this is this is, time period is not uh, Sam's strong. That's true, actually. Yeah, that's true. yeah. I gotta okay. That's I what played I, a I lot of like, games around this time. I, I feel like too, that's what yeah. I'm missing now is I need to send myself back to like okay, I'm, okay, I'm so 16, you're, 17 you're, years you're old. High school Justin Davis. You're you're yep. fending off all the women. You're just drinking after school. Stay away, ladies. Go home. Sit down for of a console, and what are you playing? Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> While you're smoking a cigarette. <laughs> okay, it's not, it's Wind too, Waker. Yeah. It's too late for Phantasmagoria. That's not um, Phantasmagoria, yeah, dude. Could it be Tomb Raider? I keep saying Tomb Raider. Um, Could it be Tomb Raider? But how spooky Tomb is Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider's not spooky. Tomb Raider's, I think caves are very spooky. Yeah, I do think it'd be the nice to know. Like, I wish I knew right. more about the vocabulary of how you interact with the game. Like, is it only shooting, or is it puzzly, or is it? Well, you could ask one you of those questions. Ask, you five so questions. Do, you, do you solve puzzles in this game? Uh, they're, uh, I'm not going to answer that one. Def I, I can't say definitively. Okay. Yeah, that's hard. If, I mean, if is there, there is, a jump like, button? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to ask about how it was received? Like, if no. It, no, they were always well received. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, we've had it. I feel like, like if it's on this list, we've, we've had Friday we've had some crappy ones. Yeah. Okay. We did uh, Jaws recently. All right. So what do we? We could not? ask about license. Should we ask about? Oh, is it a license game? That's not a bad idea. We've done it, but that. That's or could we platform. ask? Is this franchise still active today? Could we do that? Is this a franchise that there's still new games in today? Can I ask that? I don't know, you do all the training, I'm very nervous. Okay, that usually gets us in trouble, but I'm starting to get desperate here. All right, is this a franchise that is still active today? What do you mean by still active today? Are games still coming out in this franchise? There, or has there been a game in this franchise in the PS4, Xbox One generation? No. It didn't really help that much. <laughs> no. no was... I mean, it kind of does, because it eliminates like all that games stuff, that got yeah. big sequels. Yeah. Four questions left. I feel like this is, it's not Afraid of the Dark, or Alone in the Dark. Third it's person spooky shooter from third the person spooky early shooting. 2000s. 
not Japanese. Multi-platform. You play as a person. One person. Play as yeah. a person. You do, but it's not first person. I'm trying to think about something like Evil Within, like a Resident Evil knockoff, yeah. but from yeah. like but that from an American time. or European. Yeah, I keep thinking of things like Carrier. I, I, I thought we had it with Eternal. What Rose, are okay? So, um, I don't know if demos. No magic. No trying zombies. to be clear, or if it was a hint to think beyond America. Yeah, but. What are European studios? That it doing? could be either. So here, Damon could be trying to help us, I or it just is an American studio, yeah. and he's just throwing mud in the water. <laughs> Do, well, you mentioned Tomb Raider. What else was Idis doing around then? I don't know. Nothing. Um, Nothing. Or was anything going on? No, because it like, couldn't be like Hitman. Because, it's not yeah. a fir- It's the fact that it's not a first because there were things in first person that would fit too. But um, wow, the fact that there's no entries now. Yeah. It feels and like the, that should... The fact that it's not mystical eliminates any of the kind of early yeah. RPG. Like yeah. That, that yeah. lends me to think that it's not a spooky RPG or like you know any numbers based. So there's game. no zombie. Oh wait, what about did Grasshopper do anything spooky on that? They're no, Japanese. that's Japanese again. Yeah. I keep going to ah, man. Nobody does spooky outside of Japan. Yeah, what's wrong? Is Japan's like, the spookiest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty spooky. We could right. try for license, but I wonder if we're I don't even know if that would help me at this point. Though. I don't know. I don't know. Can I go to a bar? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, In the game or just now? Shooting. Either. <laughs> what would you be shooting if you're not shooting? When did Condemned come out? Was that was that 360? Condemned that was, or Fear? Fear's first person. Yeah. Condemned is also. First and those person. are also later, Condemned, I think. Yeah, I think. Because well, this would be a 360 this, launch game. So three PS3 was 2006. So Xbox 2005. So this is between theoretically 2000 2005. Mm-hmm. Right. It's most likely a GameCube PS2 original Xbox game. Yeah. Yeah. We could ask if it was available on one of those. I mean, PS2 everything was on, but this, was, this I don't know. I want to know more about what you're shooting. Are you fighting? Are you? It's the primarily you. You, uh, you got a lot of ghosts in this game. They're ghosts. No, no ghosts. I would. I would no. say. No. Why? Do you, do you shoot other humans? This is the question I would say because that uh, could be a military game instead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or robots. Robots are evil. Or yeah. aliens. Aliens. Yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. It's all right. You want to ask about sci-fi? Themes? Three questions sure. left. Oh, this is this a sci-fi totally theme game? This. Yes. Okay. Whoa, that's a really big hint. Yeah, it's really. But big. it's not like System Shock or anything like that because they were. Yeah. It was first person. I yep. mean, it's something System like that. Too. What other spooky space station games are there? Yeah, I'm wondering if I didn't play this. I'm starting to be like, oh crap! What if this is one of my blind spots? Two um, questions left. One, sounds like something that would have been on PC. We like, should use these for guesses. such a PC well, sound. One, you only, get, you only, one only get one guess. You only oh. get 20 questions total. So. Dead yeah. Space. What's that? That's Dead Space is... Two, no, and that's, that's 360. Yeah, yeah 360. That's later, I thought yeah. about Dead Space. But that's, yeah, Dead that's Space later. is a little too late. But that's yep. a good guess. Good guess, John. Um, good guess, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His voice coming out of there. <laughs> Sci-fi thing. I mean, we talked about the Alien franchise. It could be... I mean, should we, should what about no AVP was t- oh wait there was the reissue of AVP in two thousand. There Damon, was that Damon wouldn't do us like and that's that. a first person shooter again that doesn't work that's first person. There are like no uh, third person games. No, there is and we're gonna feel so Ape Escape. <laughs> <laughs> we got to number twenty and Damon's like I just made this game up. It's called See, Shooty Science. It's, it's not Descent. <laughs> it's first person. It's not oh. Thinking about what I played, I played Quake 2, Fortress, I played Lord of the Rings, what's this, what's this, Quake 2, Jared's gone into the wizard state. <laughs> I feel like Jared's going to step out of it, it's going to be pitch black in here, <laughs> someone's going sweeping the floor. Oh, wait, wait, you said pitch black, when did Riddick come out? When did Riddick come out? No, was that, was that original Xbox? Riddick was first person. Riddick was first person, yep, you're right, that doesn't work. I right. give up. You got, you can... 
Ask one more question to get a detail. Let's try to narrow it down. We know it's a sci-fi game. Yep, in third person. Um, we, could ask it, we could ask if it's licensed. Do you want to try? Yeah. Is, is it a licensed game? Yes. Okay, we have to get this. We have everything we need. You. I don't think we're going to get it. It is a licensed... Third person shooter from the early 2000s. Sci-fi, no ghosts. Sci-fi themed. No ghosts, no zombies. Not an exclusive. What happens, what's, what are scary things that happen on other planets? Let's just talk, okay, so. Why what, do you think it has to be what, another planet? I don't know, because it's sci-fi, but it could be not It could be future planet. on our planet. Yeah, it could be. Well, let's talk about movies that came out around that time, and TV shows, and I mean, there's The Matrix. Uh, it's not that, because that's not spooky. Battlestar Galactica, Lost. Galactica, Lost. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Lost via, no, because that was 360. Lost via uh, We talked about Riddick, uh, but Riddick's first person. Yeah. Otherwise, and there's you punch people in Riddick. Event Horizon um, was around then. Oh, there was Event Horizon. Jeez. I hope he's just describing Event Horizon. Huh? Maybe yes. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the rare film category. <laughs> so it was on everything. You shot guns yep. at space creatures. We're I describing mean, the whole game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this could be an alien game. I. That, that That's the thing that keeps coming to mind. Or a Predator. Was there a Predator game around this period? I don't know. I don't know. All right, if we're not going to get there. I give up. I can reveal the game. All right, reveal it. What do we got? You're not going to guess? Uh, I don't see it's an guess. alien game. It is an alien game. Yeah. Uh, released in 2002. Okay. Developed by Computer Artworks, which is no longer in business. Published by Black Label Games, which is no longer in business. For PS2, Xbox, PC, single player, licensed game. It was a commercial success, got good reviews. The Thing. Oh, oh weird. First been... off, giving that. Piece of crap, good reviews. <laughs> hey, good reviews. Prime against humanity. I did give an 8.5. Oh, well, I don't think I've ever seen the thing game. Okay, the thing game misses the point of the thing. So this is <laughs> a sequel to the movie. I played this. It's a sequel to the movie. Yeah, okay. It takes place after the movie. Yeah, so the thing game misses the point because the thing is all about paranoia, but in the thing game, they try to make it about paranoia, except you can have a guy in your sight the whole time, test him, and then keep him in your sight, and then later on, like the alien jumps out of him. Yeah. Like, the he game, turns the out to be was, the monster. It missed the point of not trusting The game people. was kind of busted where it was scripted for characters. Have you you've seen the movie? Oh, yeah. So it was scripted so that characters would, uh, you know, the monster would burst out of them, you know, four hours into the game or six hours into the game. Yeah. But Jared's right where you could test them and then they would not be infected until... You know, the moment where they're supposed to become infected, suddenly they're infected. Yeah. The, the best thing it about the thing is the the super old, like before even the the Carpenter movie we talk about. There's the, the super old thing one. from another Earth or thing from another world or whatever. And there's this moment where the alien comes and it makes a loud noise and all the people fall to the ground, but there wasn't actually a loud noise. So there's a dog that's just sitting there, like <laughs> it just doesn't react. I just <laughs> watched the thing for like the six hundredth time about yeah. a week ago. Did you, did you see the theory about the end of the movie where they, where he's pull, taking a swig? Yeah. From uh, so I just drinking the gasoline, maybe? Oh, yeah. man, if you, do you not know this? I mean, I saw he drinks whiskey. No, so, so the there's, there's the, the two fame. guys left alive. There's Kurt Russell and uh, what's his name? Goliath. And the, he's Goliath? been... Goliath? The guy that does the voice for Goliath. Oh, okay. I forget his name. And Keith, Keith something? Keith David. They, Keith killed, Keith they killed the thing by throwing the Molotov cocktails at him, and then he takes a swig of the whiskey and gives it to the other guy, and he takes a swig of the whiskey. And the theory is that that's not whiskey, that's another Molotov cocktail, and Kurt Russell is testing 
it's uh, testing weird. him, and he doesn't know. Like he doesn't know what whiskey's supposed to taste like <laughs> or what it's supposed to do because he's infected, but, and he takes a drink of it. And then the movie ends with Kurt Russell knowing that he's he's infected too. Maybe, but doesn't Kurt, Kurt Russell drink from it too? So he's, yeah, he's gasoline. He's testing. He doesn't it. even like react to it. No, he's testing. He's doing it deliberately. Okay, he's I mean, taking a swig of the gasoline, saying, mm, "Here, you have some." It's a fun fan theory. I prefer yeah. that movie ending ambiguously. I love the idea that it's just kind of like, "Well, we're too tired to deal with this crap anymore. Let's just die." Also, I like it's, the idea of drinking. Gasoline as like a pop rocks and coke thing, where it's just like, you just like burp fire. and there's other clues like that's summing up. Like you see him, you know, that guy leaves and comes back at one yeah, point. He does like disappear. I don't even really think it's a fan. I think it's crazy plausible that that's like real. We had we had the tools to to pick that game out, but I think that game really. I think the game was so forgettable that um I I mean we had all the right info and we we well, worked it. But I thought maybe you would right. guess that I would pick. Halloween-themed Halloween game. Oh, that's yeah. true. This week. I, yep. see, I'm not even that smart. <laughs> <If we laughs> I was like, today I was like, why is Polygon doing a Let's Play of PT? And Marty was like, it's Halloween weekend, you idiot. And you have <laughs> made like, oh. no secret of your love of the thing in many yeah. conversations. Yeah. If so, I would have, uh, if we would have landed on licensed earlier, we could have been like movie licensed or, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. long-running brand. I think or... is it licensed is a really good, that's a really good like around nine or ten question because yeah. I feel like you've already narrowed down. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like our question, line of questioning this time was stronger than it's been in weeks. Like, we were at the right spot, <laughs> we just didn't land on the property. Well, I, uh, I, I am happy that we bookended this show by talking about weird fan theories. That's true. From yeah. Bruce Wayne to I the like thing. I like that symmetry. Yes, mm. same. I wanted you to ask if you are shooting aliens in the game, which is true, but then you would have got caught up thinking about alien, the actual movie Aliens. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been, oh, man. And I don't remember if you can punch and kick. In yeah, the I don't game remember. Or, or I don't don't and there's probably light puzzle solving, but I don't really remember that being part of yeah. the game. But anyway. mm. Yeah, I think I we all learned a lot today. We I think we did. We had fun. We had a good time. We had yeah. fun, and that's what really matters. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Also that the audience had fun. Yeah. Yep. We hope. I hope you did have fun. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Jared. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.